0: I am the head of the table, the tribal chief.
1: First of all, don't tell me what to do. Ding dong. Hello?
0: Yes, you Back up from the table. Put the fork I can't down, hear you. fat infidel mouths. Don't go back for yet another helping a pumpkin pie, infidels. It's time to get down, burn some calories, light your own fuse, and break down all the news and reviews. It's Continental Breakfast Explosion here. The fuse. I mean media group, Thanksgiving, officially canceled. YOLO! <laughs> Oh, yes. What's good. I know it's good. All those calories uh, being consumed. Uh, oop, and he dipped out. He'll dip back in. I'm sure here in a minute. MSG hanging and banging. And it's a uh, happy Thanksgiving to you guys uh, wherever you are across the world. I know I mean the American holiday, but uh, to indulge in some gluttony of your favorite dishes of the harvest season and uh, Y'all yeah, uh, commune with the people that uh, you care about the most and uh, absolutely happy to do that here with the Humminians. Uh Breaking it down, last night's show, MSG will be right back, I'm sure. Just uh, some tech rewiring. He is the master producer, so that should be no problem. Uh, but hopefully you guys are having a good one, enjoying all your favorite dishes, having some laughs. And in a world uh, gone crazy, <laughs> ooh, baby, we're a wild one. Uh, I know things are hot in the Twitterverse right now, so, you know, pick your battles wisely and, uh, you know, you don't need to take it out on anybody at home. I'm sure, uh, everyone gets a couple of cocktails in them, loose lips <laughs> and, uh, politics can get things real hot, but hopefully you guys play some board games and watch some football and, uh, rip some big farts and, <laughs> and take a nap, uh, cause none of that, uh, other shit is really important, man. Uh. Hopefully you're warm and you got something uh, that you like inside your stomach right now. Yeah, ooh. um, but y'all, yeah, man, uh, I'm kicking it here in the solo on the dolo. Uh, Yeah, I was gonna go to the the emperor's palace, but uh, due to a uh, COVID test uh, that uh, I told him, dude, don't even try and uh, make make the big feast or have all the wives make it. I was like, we're just kick it. I got friends giving with the rest of the princes. Uh, on sunday so i'll get my fill then right now i got the crock pot rocking upstairs with corned beef uh, cabbage carrots and potatoes uh, really looking forward to it to all uh, marinating and cooking in uh, a 90 minute ipa so should be a good dinner here later i'll get a little workout in light my own fuse burn some calories uh and uh before we we tear it down and i'm actually going to be doing uh, cafe de renee later tonight with um <clears throat> jason sensation so i'm super excited about that hopefully my voice hopefully my goddamn voice will hold out um so i'm on the balls of the walls halls right now just to stay lubricated and i'm sure you guys are too with your favorite cocktail as well so oh uh, yo uh, man let me just check and uh, see if maddie uh message me no it looks like either fell down or, uh, he's, he's gone. He could be gone. We'll see. (laughs) We'll see if he comes back or not, man. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know, people love the conspiracy horseman talk uh, up top. Uh, and I just, maybe it's the algorithm, uh, coming to me, but there's just so many stories that are just high level Intel dumps and things coming back around that are like, Hey, you got to talk about these tough topics of the torture we went through the last decade with your family. Now that it's all fallen down, like really like the end of chapters of a lot of stories of whether it is pandemic exposure, the BS of, uh, climate change. Uh, I've seen a lot of like highly connected, uh, pedal ring people that are, you know, government connected, uh, school affiliated stuff. Like, some new QAnon drops and shit like that, like boom, 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 boom. And and then tons of alien stuff, you know, tons of uh, UFO in my timeline and alien exposure. So it's absolutely crazy uh, this morning. I don't know. Uh, seems like when that happens, it's like a big psyop, you know, and even Elon Musk tweeted QAnon yesterday. So strange, strange things happening, um, you know, all the way around here for sure. Uh, with our celebrities and politicians and, uh, and a lot of crazy shit going on, man. Uh, but the craziest of the crazy are tuning in right now and appreciate Scott Woodford with uh, the super sticker out of the gate here. Happy canceled Thanksgiving. <laughs> Y'all, uh, infidels, uh, for sure. And, uh, He he had to make a run for the kitchen and uh, get his seconds. He was still a hungry boy, but he's back. It's MSD. What's good, man?
1: Oh, my gosh. I don't know what happened there. It's like I had everything. See, I'm already having
0: issues here still. I
1: had everything all set up, everything ready to go, and then all of a Mm -hmm. sudden it just decided to crap. So, you know, happy Thanksgiving.
0: Yeah, man. Happy Thanksgiving for the technology. But, hey, dude, who would have thought? I mean, you were a real young pup then, but 20 years ago that – be sitting here in real time, uh, at different points on the earth, uh, talking about wrestling with flawless streaming video with an audience tuning in. It really is a incredible leap forward in our lifetimes, man. Well, but I mean, uh, in
1: my defense, 20 years ago, I mean, I was doing like you know, eCam live stuff on uh, the internet. Ooh, with
0: my friend, was, it? was it? Was not Yeah, that was real early on, you know what I mean, 2003, right? So,
1: my friends, um, a lot of those, uh, Wrestling.tk websites. I don't know if you remember mm-hmm. those websites back in sure. the Sure. And uh, yeah, they would uh, do like those, uh, I don't know, like those, uh, where you pretend you're a uh, wrestler role play type sure. stuff like that. Yeah. But I ended up like hosting like a, a podcast, if you will, before podcasts for podcasts. And like I was, I remember actually like doing one right before Monday Night Raw the night Chris Benoit died as a kid. So that mm. was crazy we had like 100
0: people in the chat room <laughs> i can fucking tell you where i was at ovw at that time <laughs> Yeah, that is nuts dude yeah um yeah it, it's it's a crazy world man and we're thankful a uh, big shout out to kevin's toy life i usually don't see that because he says he can't catch the show live but thanks for everything you do thank you uh for that shout out kev i'm glad uh you're spending a little time on your, your holiday here to get away maybe we just uh little escape in between uh courses here uh an appetizer an aperitif maybe uh if it's after but uh yeah man uh figure why not go live i'm solo on the missile silo with the wives uh uh, down visiting their sisters and whatnot i just had so much going on i went live yesterday to tell big ray and the vet how much i appreciate them on the next level review and I was live at uh, the future home of Ravens joint at my even dispensary, getting some things done there. Got a lot of big carpentry projects. So I just been going hard as hell, man. So every day, you know, just putting in uh, work because that's what we get back out of it is what we put into it. So thankful uh, to be able to do that and have great business partners and the Minions at night hanging out last night in the AEW self-help Whoa. It was a good time playing jams uh, and singing and <laughs> to the void, I guess. Uh, but uh, yeah, a lot, man. Here we are. I know. Uh, I was saying a little conspiracy horseman wise, like the Twitter versus blowing up with uh, you know UFO alien talk, uh, pedophile rings being taken down, um, QAnon stuff like out of nowhere coming back, strange JFK. Oh, well, JFK uh roger stone t- telling telling that the stooge that nixon gave him about it being lbj and like just and this is in the last 24 hours he's like yeah. I,
1: okay so like there's this one of my friends i'm not gonna just throw her name out because she probably doesn't want to be called out but unless she wants to be i don't know i'm like anyway so I, yeah. I go on instagram and she had posted that like from her twitter that was now under her instagram and it was this long post about like how she knew growing up about how certain people were calling the CPS wasn't a good idea because those kids were being taken yeah. and being accosted and, uh, har- our organs are being harvested and shit like that. And I'm like half asleep as I'm reading this at five o'clock this morning on Thanksgiving morning. I'm like, what, what is going
0: on? It seems like a lot of like dominoes are falling right now. And to me, that means a huge psyop intelligence dump. You know what I mean? That doesn't happen. And even Elon tweeted QAnon yesterday. So strange shit of us like boom, 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 like all at one time. Any one of those is a major, you know, domino to fall. So I'm not sure as everyone always says, oh, it's well, you thought 2022 was hot. Wait till you see 2023. And they weren't wrong. Now they're like, 2023 wasn't shit. Wait till you see 2024 of the awakening and what happened. So it's crazy we're here to live through it man and uh you know uh to see how long it goes in this crazy uh matrix of our own concoction man
1: yeah yeah it's uh it is quite nice are you uh so you said you're you're hanging out by yourself all right so you're not yeah. doing any uh thanksgiving uh food.
0: i got the crock i got the crock pot going with corned beef cabbage and potatoes and carrots okay. right now man and i got uh some uh stuffing i always got to have a little uh, stuffing and i uh yeah and uh yeah give me some stuff and deuce and uh on thanksgiving so just kicking it right now but i'm gonna have friendsgiving with the rest of the princes uh we're all get together with the wives on sunday and and do that so i don't need to i'm glad i'm only kind of having one feast because when we have that second one i'm always like oh i feel like shit you know what i mean yeah. so um yeah no worries there so when we be, wrap be up
1: today day. i'll be uh, heading to my uncle's house he's uh of course, uh, something I've been doing the last couple years because he lives out here in Arizona. The last couple have been interesting. Uh, last year, the Cowboys won, so it wasn't my best mm. Thanksgiving. But prior mm. to that, the year before when the Raiders won 36 to 33, it was, it was a good Thanksgiving. You so, like that one? Every yeah. time the Cowboys lose and my uncle can suffer on Thanksgiving, it's quite uh, quite a good day.
0: I mean, they got the Washington Generals and they got beat by the Giants, so you shouldn't have much hope that the, the Generals
1: win. Commanders or whatever.
0: Yeah, the, the Redskins. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Redskins, bro. Uh, Ladies and
1: gentlemen, welcome back to Light the Fuse. Ben, we were talking cannabis last week, and it's kind of ironic because we, before we started the show, which another reason why I was a little tardy here, is right around uh, the eleven o'clock mark my time, so that would have been two mm-hmm. yours. I uh, partake, partook, I partake, in some uh, cannabis, and uh yeah, I got a little too high, and uh, I got to like I. I think I like you know. I don't know if you ever get so high you have like a body temperature change. In fact, now mm-hmm. like I'm talking here one second as I mute myself. I need to turn the fan off. Yeah, because, like I had gotten so hot that like I had to turn on the uh, fan. I had to turn off all the lights because it felt like my I just like my temperature spiked, and I felt like I was getting a little lightheaded.
0: That's interesting. Um, And I know we had talked about the uh, Cameroid hypermesis syndrome last week and one of the major um, things that I left out of there and I would forgotten just not, you know, by chance, because I haven't haven't had it. But man, I would get insanely like freezing or or extreme sweating and extreme heat, like out of nowhere. And I'd have to go into the shower and go super hot water super cold water to try and regulate my body temperature back to uh you know a level where i wasn't feeling like the flu dude so i haven't had any of these today but i had some the other day and i really enjoyed them uh big shout out to my uh sensei's at uh, central processors in new york this is their new uh drip thc uh brand they've got a, a lot of products high peaks uh i really like their vapes and their flower but uh they hooked me up with these two. I tried, uh, I have another one, but uh, I, I usually haven't been on these drink things, man, but they're an interesting buzz. It's a very much like a a gummy taking any edible, you know what I mean?
1: So, yeah, I had to go, I had to sit in the dark for about five, ten minutes, and then I dunked my head in some cold water, and yeah, dude. I was like, all right, I think I'm, I'm feeling okay now.
0: <laughs> it's interesting, man. Uh, yeah, the, the, the long-term effects will be We'll, we'll change the, the narrative of how things are, you know, so right. that's what it is. So whatever, I'm happy to be the test subject. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Well, ladies and gentlemen, once again, it's not my intention to bring this up, bring this brand up again. But here we are, NWA in the news once yeah, now, or lack good. of thereof in the news that like you might say as uh, NWA power has quietly been added to the CW app. Uh, House of Wrestling has reported that the National Wrestling Alliance and as I saw and other people posted uh, that two television deals the CW network, however, a subsequent report stated that the controversial cocaine spot at the NWA Samhain may have negatively impacted the deal. However, on November 21st, Joe Galley took to social media and shared a picture that showed episodes of power are available now on the CW app. Sources close to NWA were confused. Those who were expecting the content to be uploaded to the app expected it to come with some sort of announcement, advertising. The report also cited that sources who noted that they believe power would likely not air actually until early 2024. And as of this writing, nobody has been able to contact Billy Corgan, but they are, of course, interested to see what his reaction to this is. So there you go. Uh, CW is now carrying the NWA app. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody.
0: Yeah, the, it's it's interesting, man. Of like, how are we missing on these marketing launches? Isn't is, oh, is no. it based off of trying to sneak it in the back door because you have to say it in this, isn't it? Because I don't think I don't think being on their app is a bad thing at all. I mean, let me clarify with that. But <laughs> it, are they really that brand worried about being belly blushed from that thing and losing the TV deal that they just snuck it out there and put it on, and then there's no. Like it gets leaked to the sheets that way. Like the sheets are the one that fucking put They're, it over.
1: Yeah. It was Joe Golly, of course. He's one of the, I think, announcers for, uh, maybe yeah. when he does a podcast, I want to say with Matt Hardy, maybe. Maybe that's the same guy. Was he
0: surprised or was he making an announcement?
1: He just put it out on his Twitter and said, NWA Power is now available on the CWF. That was, that was it.
0: I don't know, man. Like, I think these companies worry way too much about what everyone's like, Oh, see, they're on the app and blah, blah, blah. like, if you were to announce that and then they get slammed and, the, and here comes the shit talkers who gives a fuck that not being talked about is worse than in, in this type of business right. than, and then bad presses or what you consider to be bad press. Because you're creating, you have to create awareness on a product launch. And then when it leaks out like this backhanded, and then what? You can't, you only get one chance to make a first impression. So is that the impression you want to make? I don't understand these marketing misses. And especially we talked about this last week, I think too. (laughs) Tomorrow's the day, son. Black Friday. How much video game shit could we have done if we did not launch in June And we waited till October and these last three weeks going into full gear was all your video game stuff. And then you took your entire roster of 200 wrestlers and fucking agents and everybody and put them at selective Walmarts around fucking the U.S. on Black Friday for four hours a shot. And people are getting autograph copies depending on where you are in your major markets to get people out there so you can start running more than just having to rely on chicago or uh you know wherever you're going that is one of your six major cities there's these marketing misses are mind-boggling to me as a businessman bro yeah i don't
1: i don't understand it as well and if you worked for nwa and you're one of these contract wrestlers, you know how are you feeling Right, like he all there's no big hubbaloog that you can even like share with your family or friends or even your own brand to build
0: your own personal marketing. Yeah, it's
1: a company that's supposed to be representing you. And I'm not trying to. I have it. friends yeah.
0: and people I respect in NWA, yeah. and that I want to, I want them to do well. I, and I want Blaze and I to go in there and beat the shit out of people. And I see them, I see wrestlers on that roster selling for dirt sheet inaccuracies and da 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 da, and be like. And all those people who wanted to get a job here now talk shit. Well, you just cut your throat. I'm like, why are you saying this shit online? And then this type of stuff happens and they don't look vindicated. They look like more the fool. Yeah. Like we didn't even have a call to action across all of our roster that we're all going to tweet at this time. We're all going to put out the, the fucking graphic. We're all going to do this. You know what I mean? Huge announcements we got a big Annie coming at midnight or whatever the fuck, you know what I mean? Like yeah. what do we, why is this not happening? These are easy things to make happen, dude. And uh, if CW just was like, yeah, we're doing it. And then you're not clued in on that picture. What's who's running the network marketing over there too. That There's, there's problems on both ends in my opinion, when it comes to that, obviously. Yeah. It's, it's very confusing. Well, there's your NWA update for the week as they continue to
1: press out more hot news each and every week on Light the yeah. Fuse.
0: I don't know man what the frig but good luck to them I mean that's it's it's at least something and up you know what I mean and maybe it, it, it would the if they can get behind it and market it and support it but the, it'll get them to back to tv level if they can do a prove it deal like everybody does in this stupid business um but I don't know man like <laughs> you gotta, you gotta roll something out, you know. Yeah,
1: it's it's very, very odd indeed. Well, here's some more top headlines. I got a couple more stories here. These come from Wrestle Stink, as you like to say. Mm. Uh, so the first one is about Buff Bagwell as he clarifies his recent reports of his DUI arrest. uh It's a couple paragraphs here, so bear with me here. He said, "Early on, I had an argument with one of the counselors. I had ran over a curb at the local Little Texaco, but it needed to be towed. I have a bad knee." And I hadn't had my knee replacement surgery yet. It was a block away, so we had to hurry out to be late. And then I asked the counselor, hey, man, can I give Reese the guy with the better wheel, better leg? Can I get him to run my keys down to the tow truck place? He said, no problem. Long story short, there was a conversation that went on about. And I went to jail for arguing or disrupting the class for 24 hours. I couldn't believe it. So it says he was 24 hours in jail for not doing the right paperwork. Uh, there's some more on here. I flew. Uh, it says Bagwell added that about a month later he was sorting out flights for two of his shows. He had said that he planned to travel from Atlanta to Des Moines and from Des Moines to Dallas, Dallas to San Antonio, San Antonio went back to Atlanta. He explained that he got questioned when he returned home and how he got to San Antonio from Des Moines. He said, "I'm like, I flew. What do you mean?" said Bagwell. And they go, "Why didn't you list it?" I said, "There wasn't any room to list it." And they go, "Well, we need to know." And I go, "Okay, from now on, I'll let you guys know." I didn't know that there was no room on the paperwork, 24 hours in jail for not doing the right paperwork. Now I've got heat with them. I'm on the radar. So he pointed out that on November 16th was the day he went to court and to jail. He said that his hearing was set for 1 30 PM on that particular day. Bagwell explained that he wasn't sure if he was going to jail that day. So basically he was saying that he was confirming that he did spend 24 hours in jail uh, for driving under the influence of drugs but he's saying that he was sober that basically that whenever he gets a violation in the DUI court program, it lists his original DUI offense. Does that make sense?
0: I guess like so basically, to me, to me, I want, here's the thing, dude. I mean,
1: maybe, and I'm just, maybe this is what I'm speculating. He's saying I was concussed or something happened. And because I didn't do the right. And because I had a DUI offense and I didn't do the right paperwork, they listed it as
0: a DUI, another DUI. Okay. I mean, he he claims to be sober, and I hope he is, you know, for 16 months, I think. But I watched the thing that DDP Yoga just put out, and I've worked a couple shows with Buff, and he's been nothing but, uh, you know, a, a superstar guy in the locker room. No big attitude of, like, I'm arguing, or you can't talk to me or any shit like that. He's not like that, you know. But <laughs> when you're out and you're his age and you're doing somas and you're taking and you're drinking and then you're going driving and having big accidents, you know, yeah. like that's that's inexcusable. Like yeah. that's what Sonny's facing. Sonny in five days could be facing 35 years. I hope. And so. and then, like, if that's not enough of a wake up call for you and to do that and to get sober and uh go through these treatments and you've got the DDP guys behind you or what have you. But I feel like it just comes off disingenuous. Like they're monetizing it. Like even when he's sitting there in a studio setting, having to do these monologues that are like some testimonial from the real world about it it's acting and it's not that great of acting. You know, I can see how cameras on I'm on, like none of that is ever going to get to the root cause of why you're doing it. If that's why you're doing this shit, man, when you're trying to monetize it and I get its reviews to pump this product, but the guy who is Marcus Bagwell has got some, something he's got to deal with and to pimp it out like that is not really facing it you know what i mean and, and it's never gonna really be dealt with you know on the level it needs to be so i hope for his own sake and other safety that um you can detach from being on and being what you know is expected to be i'm buffing the stuff for some 90s nostalgia bullshit bro like Life is too fucking short and precious for any of that shit to fucking be at the forefront constantly, only to get pimped out for a YouTube video, dude.
1: Well, moving on now, our last beast, last bit of hot news that I have here. This actually pertains to AEW, so it segues into the Light the Fuse review. We've got, uh, of course, there was some uh, little bit of, a, I'd say, back and forth controversy, some conversation last weekend coming out of AEW full gear. And some of those topics were, you know, whatever. But the biggest one of my thought was that blood spot. Everyone's been talking about the blood spot between Hangman Page and Swerve Strick. Now, I listened to the Monday Locker Room, so I I heard you guys. You guys weren't the biggest fans of it. Um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty cool because as we've been talking about here on Light the Fuse the last couple of weeks, I wanted Hangman Page to do something, like, animalistic to the fact that, like, you know... Guy broke into your house. Do something. So I I felt it was warranted, but I could see why, at, you know, while you're watching it, it, it could be a bit disgusting. Um, here's a backstage update on that, though. So on Saturday at AEW Full Gear, Hangman Page shocked the wrestling world when he drank the blood of Swerve Strickland, leaking from Strickland's forehead, and spit it in the air as a crimson mist. The, th- the sick display thrilled some and disgusted others, but one person uh, they didn't have to worry about it was Tony Khan, as fightful as reporting that Khan uh, actually approved it. Page and Strickland pitched the blood drinking spot before the match, and it was approved by management. And furthermore, AEW is very happy with the match reaction in the hours and days after the pay per view. Uh, and then, of course, as we talked about, there's been many complaints, some who felt like it was too brutal. Bully Ray thinks that the match took Swerve to a new level, recently saying the AEW creative better had plans to capitalize on Swerve defeating Hangman in Page's second death match patch. Sorry, say, blah, blah, blah page the second texas death match pay, match of the year wow that's a tongue twister mm-hmm.
0: uh yeah um there's simple magic that gets done in this shit whether it's fireballs of the face or
1: uh, <laughs> pages second texas pages second texas anyway go ahead.
0: <laughs> um it's uh it's probably blood capsule to start with and then it just begs the cat the question of like it, what do you want in your Baskin Robbins 31 flavors of ice cream? I hope
1: it's a blood capsule for God's sakes. I please thank you for making that clarification. Let's all pray that it was. Yeah. A blood so,
0: you know, cause otherwise you wouldn't be like, yeah, just drink his blood and spin in his face. So like, you know, they're, they're doing horror and grindcore, and that's what got people talking. The shock factor, there's not much go ahead please
1: do you, do you think swerve would make a good like horror villain at this point i heard jim Cornette bring that up so i thought that was an interesting topic
0: it's not bad like what's a version of blade you know what i mean oh, I, yeah. I i get wesley snipes badass motherfucker from him, no doubt you know and blade can do all kinds of crazy shit and so can he so uh, maybe maybe that is part of uh of what it is uh you know, as long as you don't turn it into like a blackula thing with Dan Howson yeah. or Gavin, you know what I mean. Like then it could get That's out of here. I don't want to yeah. see that. that yeah. Guy. um Here's what I have a problem with because I do like Swerve and I like his fucking stuff. And <laughs> next day he's at the LA Chargers game. Uh, uh, or, or LA or San Diego Chargers. Sorry, I keep getting them wrong. it was it or maybe it was Rams. I can't even remember. Whatever. Fuck. And they're doing something they go whose house? And it's the quarterback's thing, like a chant at the NFL game. And he turned the phone and he gives the ironic, mm, they got it wrong, whatever. That's the day after a death match. I mean, he like, won, though. I mean he won.
1: He got the victory.
0: The, the, yeah, you can't go. I'm i I'm going, what are you doing? I'm going to the NFL game tomorrow and and uh, with all the controversy um, that that sled,
1: he chose to go to a Rams game after he won his you know big match no you did not like it <laughs> no. I don't know I didn't even
0: see go it. to the game do it have fun bro but like you're coming off of a, a major like and this is where we we got to go all right that's the movie and this is the real me on social media I don't know not when you just did that spot it's like it doesn't compute to me to do that bro you know what i mean i'm a guy who fucking <laughs> typed in Wesley only weird. Like, i yeah. only typed in capital letters and uh, everything i did for eight years straight it is muslim extremist shit you didn't see me posting fucking pictures of me and my dogs and the wives and if you did see me with the wives it's because i have them in gimmick covered up at my comedy spot right you right. know like I, I I just respect the art and the craft, and I think he does too. And then when I see things like that, I'm like, uh, come on, you're better than that. You're better than that.
1: I, I think you know you don't you don't think using his catchphrase the who's house thing at least it plays into it like it
0: did, but that's not where we are right now. If it was two weeks from now, maybe three weeks, if we didn't stay on this horror shit, maybe. Because all they did last night was put them in a fucking straight Max. up
1: tournament match. I mean, we'll get into a lot tonight.
0: Yeah. So, so we not, we're not, we're doing things that we're not capitalizing. And Bubba Ray's right. And I hope they have something. And then they showed that they didn't. They, because you could have, somebody asked this in the chat last night, how would you book this? Well, It's not about the the round robin thing. I kind of liked with the bingo cards. I really did kind of enjoy that. But are you just booking straight up matches that don't have any fucking thing behind them? So the fact is you can do storyline inside a tournament. So last night, Jay Lethal really should have won and Hangman should have cost. Swerve in that tournament to keep the shit going, Man. or the match gets thrown out, and he and Jay Lethal gets a buy on in the next round. So you you can do storyline in a tournament that costs the cost of finishes. That's no problem. But we didn't do it. We just went from the most controversial thing, horror grindcore to like straight wrestling. Oh, okay, dude, that's a miss. That is like you. There's your follow up and whoosh, strike one. You know what I mean? Like that. That's a problem. Yeah,
1: well, let's get right into it, then, as you're you're already kind of mentioning there. AEW Light the Fuse uh, review from last night in Chicago, November the 22nd, your Thanksgiving Eve. Uh, Yeah, so the first match of the night, they they announced—well, it wasn't the first thing they announced. was Excalibur started with an opening package, and then they talked about the Continental Classic, and they explained the rules. So here are the rules for— the match. I believe they are 20 minute matches. You get three points for one, a win. You get zero points. If you lose, obviously I think you probably get a one point if you draw. Um, and then at the ends of the tournament, there will be four people left. The two top from the blue and gold league. And then those two will face off on the week before December's end pay-per-view. And then finally they'll, the final two will face off for the continental classic championship, which is three belts. It's a new belt, which you did predict it. You said it last week. You were like, it's going to be a belt.
0: Yeah. It was. It was yeah. belt. I mean, they mean they nothing, bro. They need belts. They need belts. Yeah. Um, belts are props. Uh, belts are for guys who can't get over with character. If everybody has a belt, the only person who is important is the one that doesn't have a belt. <laughs> None of these belts mean a goddamn thing, except for we can make replicas to Celta to marks who are belt collectors and the ends justifies the means to do it that way so but it's way over saturation like everything else it's meaningless
1: yeah so here are your participants they have and i apologize if i I, you know i if i blathered on earlier basically it's a top two from each league the blue league and the gold league and then those final two face off in the semifinals, and there's a finals on the pay-per-view blue league brian danielson andrade el idolo brody king claudio castanoli Daniel Garcia, and Eddie Kingston. And then in the Gold League, and I was at least happy they at least put Jay White in here because it's his Bullet Club Gold. Yeah. Uh, Moxley, Swerve Strickland, Roosh, Mark Briscoe, and Jay Lethal. So as you said there, as AEW started tonight, it was Jay Lethal versus Swerve. And I know that they had put the precedent down. I get it that they were trying to, one of the rules is everybody's banned from ringside, right? But Hangman's page, his music could have at least hit, right? He could have come down to the ramp and he could have distracted that no, way. Oh
0: fuck ban from... Being, everybody being banned from ringside is what means most when Paige comes out. Like, fuck ban uh, rules. God damn your rules. Is like, true, this is, yeah, yeah. this man? is way right. beyond that. This is homicide-level shit, right? Get arrested, banned from the right. Every time
1: Swerve has a match, Hangman should just be in his Yeah, yeah. Yep. Every match,
0: you're right. To, yeah. to try and murder him, not, not yeah. beat him up, murder him. Like that—that's what it should should be at. So, um, yeah, to, just have him in there. That's and uh,
1: I mean, the match wasn't bad. I liked the match. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, no. I mean, Jay Lethal, a phenomenal yeah. worker, oh. and so Swerve. But the thing is, Swerve was working way too hard. Uh, Jay Lethal just sidesteps, moves. You watch him how how little he has to do. It's very from learning from Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett worked very much the same way. And Jay Lethal's been in doing this shit for two decades. So his p- body's probably rocked and trashed, you know? So he, he wants to do. A good great. Point. Why
1: wait for the match? He could have attacked him before the match even started, right? Yeah,
0: but I think it's I think it's more to like rob him of the victory. Yeah. You know what I mean? Is is a, a little more heat, um and. Like, uh, Swerve was rolling and trying to catch up with Lethal. Lethal just walked to the corner, (laughs) you know? Like, Swerve wanted to spot, 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 spot. Jay's like, yeah, I'm I'm over here. So, it took, like, a couple minutes, but then when they got on the same page, it, it did click, you know? But that's just a difference in styles and and maybe where they are in their, in their careers. So, um, but it it meant nothing. (laughs) That's the problem. So to go back. So it meant three points for, you know, the winner and that's it. Yeah.
1: And that's kind of what I felt like this whole show was. It felt like they came off this big pay-per-view and they went, what are we going to do? Oh, you know what? Let's do a tournament because like, they really don't have, as i was thinking about watching back on this watching back on the show i was like what did i watch that was like entertaining like other than two segments which we'll talk about there it It was just matches
0: and that's the whole thing like when you're a baby booker and that's what this guy is and he thinks that these matchups are going to kick ass based on style That's so surface level, like not looking at what you have. The whole tournament is an entire opportunity to tell stories with inside the tournament and have the business of the losses spin out into your feuds. And only then when the guys have ground through somebody's story where there's an outside interference and he even makes it through that to get to the finals and overcomes that way, then you have a true hero's journey. Uh, and everyone can have their own id and reason and why, and hopefully we can follow that. Um, somebody might just get, you know, uh, an opportunity to get in Daniel Bryan's spot or something along those lines. It can be the, the, the sleeper, you know what I mean? The underdog. Right. And like, that can be a simple story right. while well, there's a blood feud going on, while there's a romance story, while With there's uh, a, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. yeah, all that shit. So, there's to not do that is because you're a baby booker and you don't understand how to do this on, yeah, on you a higher level. They
1: had if they had billboarded this like an episode of back in the day of say like UFC Ultimate Fighter style, where you just kept giving us vignettes of why these guys wanted to win the tournament, that would have at least been something to make the tournament feel special. You know what I mean? but instead they didn't didn't even have that simple mindset to be like let's sit down i need you for five minutes in your tell me why you want to win the tournament and then just shoot that and then edit that but we didn't get any of that
0: and we didn't have any thanksgiving hilarity
1: no thanksgiving hilarity you know they well they didn't want to like take that away from wwe right that's that's kind of their traditional so
0: nobody at aew has thanksgiving
1: i you know (laughs) so. <laughs> they're, eating, they're, eating, they're eating steroids or not series i'm sorry they're eating those uh b vitamin orange oranges down there
0: yeah sure they uh they got enough rick flair woo energy for the woo! Uh, speaking of woo energy how, how that, that that looks cheesy as shit yes. too, bro. that oh, looks so bad you're trying to do serious stuff in the ring or whatever you deem serious and then up there's rick flair's face of woo energy like that you you just pimped out your product big time dude
1: i'm not to put over cornet again but i was listening to his podcast a couple weeks ago and him and brian last broke down the ingredients for this thing it's horrible like i would not drink i would not put this in my body
0: like i mean all energy drinks are terrible for you they're just legal methamphetamines
1: oh man really That'd that'd be so cool if i could have a reaction to that um after that match, I don't. The energy drinks don't really do anything to me. They don't but, hit you, no. No, they don't really help. They just kind of like taste good, you know. But yeah, they don't really hit me with anything. Uh, so after this, we had a backstage interview that was interrupted by Wheeler Yuda. So Hook Cassidy and Shibata were standing by. Shibata bread. Uh, Yuda interrupts to congratulate Cassidy on a big victory and says he hasn't forgot about Shibata and he sees him walking around with his title. Tells him to watch his match because he's going to take his title back. Orange is like, well, I had an announcement, but Renee tells him that they're out of time.
0: I That's it. Renee with the most TV time of anybody. Tonight. She was yeah. in like four or five segments. So uh, with her tits up and chin out or whatever the fuck it was. Um, oh. Yeah, man. Um, easy walk on and three guys standing there who looked like high schoolers and all of them got belts (laughs) it looked like a fucking who's going to wrestling club after school today you guys bring your replica title day like (laughs) that's what it looked
1: like to me my friend uh joe Vernola, shout out to him he's a host podcast but he's also uh the booker of uh, primos pro wrestling out in denver and he's got you know tons of belts that are just like lying around his house right so like i'll just go over there and i'll just see him and i'll can I can I borrow one of those belts and walk around town and it'd be believable at this point Ben is that is
0: that possible that's that's pretty much about it bro like you, you'd be as credible to any six-year-old that saw you that they, they see title you're over it's true I mean that's why the baby faces <laughs> with a title always do better everybody with a title always does better in merch and it got out of control especially in the Indies because everybody's got because Tony did. Now everybody's got seven asshole titles in their, in their indie. So if you only got 20 core indie guys who carry titles, now you're showing up and guys, we had to put a moratorium on it. Like if, if we're working with somebody, we'll let you to defend their title here, what have you, or if you're like a triple crown champ or something, you know what I mean? You can do it. But guys were showing up who weren't champions on our shows with other titles, just to have them at Merch. Now you look down. Everybody at every fucking table's got a title, so now titles mean nothing. They do. Our our championships mean nothing because you got six other belts on your fucking table. Like look, I gotta imagine
1: the belt count was going wild because here in the first twenty minutes we
0: got six, six belts. Six belts in twenty two minutes. Yep. 22,
1: yep. I got it. Nice. Okay. Yep. Damn close. Wow. A lot of belts, guys.
0: That's, mm-hmm.
1: and, and we're not stopping uh, because up next uh, we got three more. Uh, because MJF and Adam Cole come down to the ring. Uh MJF sets up a chair for his buddy. That was our that was our other
0: uh, yeah. oh, so Nine. we only counted the two because of the the one was covered. So we didn't count that one yet. So we were at eight when they came down to the ring when okay. the Team Cripple came out.
1: Team Cripple, yeah. Uh Adam Bebe, whatever team baby. Uh so they come down to the ring. Max says he sounds hoarse because he was drinking a lot of beers last night. Wants to get deep with a lot of girls here. Says the devil's arrived. Talks about beating Jay White, yada, yada, yada. However, nobody is on the level of the devil. He says the world He's the champion with the most title defenses, Youngs He basically puts himself over being the youngest, longest reigning champion of all time. It uh, says it wouldn't be possible without Adam Cole. Adam Cole does his shtick of story time with Adam Cole, baby. Then he warns Max about the fact that, you know, all these people are coming out after him. Wardlow. Samo Joe, speak of the devil, the devil himself in these masks. MJF threatens the devil mask. Then we cut to the devil. He laughs. And then finally, my opinion, then this promo, this segment gets good. Samoa Joe comes out. He pops in the ring, talks about helping MJF defend the titles, uh, says that he intends to extract on his uh, promise to get a shot. MJF initially says no, but then Adam Cole has to convince him, which... This made the champ look weak. I don't understand this. But then uh, Cole tells Max he can't do this. And then eventually he agrees to it. But then this even gets odder because MJF's like, I challenge you for the title tonight. And Joe's like, no, I don't want to fight you tonight. Beat you up when I know I can beat you up. Instead, I'm going to wait till the end of December. By the way, I was being sarcastic when I said this promo. God, good. This was not good. Uh, (laughs) Joe said... I will not fight you tonight. I will fight you in December the 30th because I don't want you to go online and cry and complain to all the trolls that you weren't 100%. So that's how the segment ends with them agreeing to headline the pay-per-view. Look, I get you got to get to the pay-per-view, but Max, or MJF in that sense, shouldn't have said the line or challenged him to a, a match the night, that night. It should have been Samoa Joe who challenged him tonight, and then MJF could have said, no, I'm not in healthy shape. We'll do it at the pay-per-view. You made MJF look really weak, and if that's what they're going for because they wanted to be against this all-odds champion, it's really starting to f- flat, go flat. I don't know. What do you think?
0: Yeah, well, we have to wait because these guys are hurt, right? But I say fuck that. Like, yeah. Joe laid down his title, and he said, I'm hungry.
1: Take the title off of him.
0: Yeah, so not even that. I wouldn't even let. La- I'd be like, I don't even want to beat you. I'm good. then because you know what? I'm gonna beat you right now. I would have kicked that, uh, Adam Cole over, stomped on his ankle, taken MJF's cane, whacked his fucking leg with it with a quad put the coquina clutch on his leg or whatever the fuck, single-leg crab, stomp the shit out of him. Adam Cole can try to get up, get up, kick his fucking leg out from underneath him, pick MGF, slam him right on his buddy's ankle, and they're both there screaming like little kids. And you leave them laying, and you leave them in the hospital. And then they take the title off him and Joe does it. And that's why they have to come back to dethrone King Kong. Not, I'm gonna be a Jit, make you my jailhouse bitch so I can beat you in front of all the fucking Jews in Long Island. And yeah, especially when the guy goes, he doesn't get any clap back on him. Your breast smells like a skunk's asshole. I go, your breast smells like bagels and bullshit. What the fuck do you want to say? You know, like, you're like, you got a fucked up leg. You're not going to be sitting there talking shit like you want to go, son, because all I'm going to do is dead leg you once in the thigh and watch you drop. So like the tough guy bullshit act was not believable, especially after we do the buddy act with it looks like Adam Cole's been on fucking fuck island waiting for a rescue for the last 20, 20 days with that shitty beard. You're going back. Yeah, Exactly. Like you're going back the on TV shave, look, look presentable of what you're supposed to be. Really so look stupid. Um, yeah, this whole segment. This whole segment was stupid.
1: Yeah, and, and then and, the, and,
0: the, and the here's the real thing: like, the real talk isn't anything to do with this. MJF crying at the scrum, this little um, Pokemon, I'm you're your take my title. No. Yes. The This I'm going uh, to my best friend, my buddy bullshit, these fights that aren't going to happen till down the road because I respect you or you stole my title for 10 weeks. But I learned you're the best wrestler, Jay White. You're so great. Like after all that heat, to nothing only to wait for a fucking stupid Halloween mask demon thing mm-hmm. or call yourself the devil, but not really do it and talk about that. It's so polluted in so many retarded directions and MJF is a great entertainer and promo and a basic wrestler trained by the major brothers trained by Pat Buck and Kevin Matthews he doesn't know how to do any dumb shit because they wouldn't teach him how to do dumb shit however he just lowered his stock price for the bidding war of 2024 why because of that promo and because under his title reign that where it has been so confused he's he's lost 20% viewership because no one gives a shit about these storylines that he's doing. And that's not entirely his fault, but (laughs) that does not raise your stock price to get the highest price out of WWE.
1: I will not to, not to combat that, but it's been reported now over the last 48 hours that MJF has quietly, apparently resigned with AEW. That's the rumor going around right now. So if that is the truth, then it maybe it makes sense that he just doesn't care. Like I got my money so whatever you need me to do Tony, you want me to do this bull crap, I'll do it because I I got my I'm getting my my check now, right? I mean, well,
0: there's something to be said of that if you have it guaranteed and you're on a sinking ship. Guys in WCW didn't go to WWE for 2 years because that WCW guaranteed contract money that Hogan and Nash and those guys had, if they would have jumped though, if they would have taken the payout or buyout, then they would forgo that, right? And Vince did that for some guys to to bring them in cuz it was a lower lower amount. So maybe they see the ship sinking and go, fuck it. I can take two years off, get healthy and, and sit around and make 2 million more dollars. It, it might not be the worst decision, but in that time, if you don't have control where you're like like of your creative or maybe he does and he, he, he's missing it. I don't understand how he could with those guys around him, but this was not good, man. And, uh, the, the little, boy emotions and the scrum and all that. None of nobody wants to live vicariously through that. When he was a heel, when he was what he was in the original, Good. that's right where he should have stayed. All this Adam Cole friendship shit has fucked it. Uh, every, everybody laid down and I'll, I'll give you some inside stooge. Um, bucks are burnt out <laughs> and, and they're stepping away is what I've heard. And uh, being the elite thing is done and they, people can think it's a half work or whatever and who's got the pen and who re- who really uh, does control it it's not it's not an executive committee it's tk and whoever can get closest to put oil in his ear and for a while that was you know jericho or you know i'm sure moxley too and they got burnt out too but right now things are in a strange spot over there
1: it's someone pointed it out earlier in the chat room. i think it was fox so that brian danielson wanted this he wants to go to new japan to do this tournament so now they're bringing this tournament here so is brian danielson in the ear of tony khan is he burning that oil is he the one helping him make those decisions
0: i'm sure for his own and he he has his uh reasons to do things the like try and make the company the best it can be based on what he thinks tony's vision is but that guy's a menace to himself as well you know like i hanging out broken eye socket post concussive syndrome and da 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 like bro just hang him up and be the lead agent producer and, but like whatever this addiction to, i got to go over there and do this and those japanese guys aren't going to fucking take care of him bro either you know what i mean like He's going to, he's going to want it because I'm here in Japan. It's the end of my career. It's got to look good, bro. Like <laughs> one shot with a broken orbital bone and fucking concussive syndrome and excessive uh, brain bleeding. And dude, you could go down into a coma and not ever wake up. And uh, that's, that's the scary truth of uh long-term process of CTE.
1: Yeah, none of these people are John Tenta, I'll tell you that. They they yeah. they, they would definitely not, cannot do, hang out in Japan, you know what I'm saying? No. Uh well after that segment, uh it ended as you alluded to with uh the whole prison stuff with Samoa Joe telling MGF you're my bitch now, and that I'm wherever you go, I go, I'm gonna make sure that nobody beats up beats you up because I want to make sure you're Nice and healthy for when we fight at the pay per view.
0: So we're gonna get Samoa Joe and Wardlow, I guess. Or Wardlow's gonna wait the whole time that Joe does till when Joe goes over and then go try and pick the bones of what like none of this. None of this makes good long term <laughs> sense. If
1: anybody's an artist out there that watches the show, if you could just draw uh, Samoa Joe MJF in a prison uh, outfits, but with uh, Samoa Joe in his pocket holding it. Yeah, out, well, that's the MJF whole thing MJF that we MJF just
0: stole from. Like, yeah. If you what can... kind of chance, like he, a emas- Joe emasculated, Joe got back <laughs> over on him, but <laughs> it's ridiculous, dude.
1: I'm just saying they've made MJF as a champion look really weak. And if he didn't quietly resign, he's definitely Tony Khan is definitely make sure he's diminishing that value. So that way, MJF, there is no bidding war, right? Because at that point,
0: I what, think the MJF storyline is Tony wanting a best friend. That's what the whole thing is, bro. Oh, that's cute.
1: He just likes Adam Cole and MJF, so he, he wants he's living
0: vicariously through them, you Are think? Are so? you goddamn right? A hundred percent. Interesting. Interesting. Well,
1: I'm hope he can one day get a best friend. That'd
0: be nice for him. I also heard that on the slide that fucking um it's best friend. Uh, I don't know if this is verified that the lawyer Mega is no longer on the upper echelon, or if even with the company at all, I don't know. Dang, that got swept under the rug, huh? A
1: lot of moving parts happening here. Well, apparently, more moving parts in this next match is we had Cool Hand Angelo Parker and Daddy Magic Matt Menard and Jake Hager taking on Hook Shibata and Orange Cassidy for whatever reason. I don't know why. Uh, just a match that was thrown on together. What I like to call a rampage match. Um, I, I, who won? Hook Shabbat and Cassidy won after a submission from Hook.
0: And yeah, okay. well, I mean, the whole thing oh, was, Dan was the right. whole thing was Danhausen's return, right? right? So this is a shitty six spectacular. I've done plenty of these in my life. Um, mm-hmm. and with a little entertainment spot with the yes. or, with the with the purple hat gimmick, and it got over and cursed them and da da da. So a meaningless match so everyone can get in their air humping or what have you. Um, one thing I don't like that too much is fucking, uh, here, this is the third match in a row, nonstop punch, chop, forearm, elbow, like nobody's, I don't know how this isn't being stopped. You know, like I just actually listened to K 100, and I agree with those guys, you know, in the fact that these guys are all marks for themselves and they watch their shit back is what Disco and Conan was saying. So if you're watching the whole show back or maybe you're just watching your match, even when you watch it back, you don't understand where you fit in or that every other match is doing the same shit. If everybody's doing that, I'm not throwing no forearm, no chop, because that's all they know, because they, they don't know how to string from spot to tell the story to get the crowd behind them to get them back up where they want to they just learn these quick little lucha chain wrestling things and they think that they're fucking over they don't understand how it all fits in in the greater story of heat on a body part uh, mixed in with your storyline right so it's brutal to watch match after match and especially in meaningless intercontinental breakfast matches fucking that that's all they're gonna do back and forth. So.
1: Did you see that uh, Stevie Richards' cat is doing advertising? I threw that up there
0: in the homie. What well, Odin people. is? Yeah. Oh he's- yeah, Odin, dude. Odin's over. He's got shirts. He's fucking all kinds of. He's on tons of ads.
1: Yeah, I know it's crazy. I was just that one popped up in my timeline today. I <laughs> was like, oh wow, that's crazy. Stevie's cat's getting work. Shout out to Stevie Richards. Uh, Stevierichardsfitness.com. Go sign up. Be the better chance. Yeah, you're, you're gonna need it
0: after you're need, that.
1: saying you're gonna need Stevie just fitness. Go get it, get it now. So by the time you know you wake up tomorrow, the next day it'll be coming to your house, and you can get back into shape from all that crap. I yeah, you know, know he's got a
0: lot of Black Friday code sales and things like that as well. So definitely a time to save going into the holidays using Stevie codes.
1: Also, of course, go ahead and check out channelattitude.com. As 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 a long time Channel Attitude subscriber, I'm pretty sure we're getting close to. Vince Russo's annual one year free, or sorry, one month free.
0: Um, yep. mm-hmm. new and he's doing it on Patreon too.
1: Yeah, so I think it's coming up. So the one month of uh, free Vince Russo content is available for brand new members. Channelattitude.com, I think it's coming up in December, is usually what it is. Um, oh, you know, don't quote me on that, but I know it's coming up here shortly. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on now, after this match, uh, we had Renee, pa- Renee Paquette interviewing uh, Adam Cole. Uh, then Roderick Strong comes in and they argue back and forth and Cole says, "Well, I'm not your best friend anymore. Get it through your head." So, I don't understand because a couple weeks ago they were he was at his house and it's only he's only what he's just been annoying him on TV now on on the video calls for a couple weeks and now they're not friends. I in I don't I don't know what I don't I don't know what to say Ben. I'm
0: it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing to watch this fifth grade fucking shit back and yeah, forth. bro. I
1: yeah, I didn't know what I was watching. This was a very hard episode of AEW to watch.
0: Mm-hmm. It's, some- it's things like these that, is like- that make it so cringe. You know,
1: stuff. like
0: these these are supposed to be grown men and, and we're screaming I'm not your best friend but anymore. It's
1: supposed to be the show that's marketed toward adults.
0: Yeah. Yep, And we have a man-child running the show who doesn't understand in his lifetime, how to interact with other men, we've seen it in scrums these hugs, these constant needs uh, for attention. Is,
1: I don't mean to be that guy, but this show has fallen off so hard since Cody left.
0: So, yeah, Cody saw the writing, and, on the and, wall. And, and people Well, something happened because Cody still hasn't talked about that, right? Well, that there was some bad. incident there. So, what is going on backstage? AW. A, a lot, lot of drugs and the sex. There was I mean, a lot of... fall of
1: AEW documentary ever comes out? Uh, you know, or yeah, hopefully there's no fall, but the documentary that eventually comes out from people working there, it's, it's going to be amazing. People start talking. Yeah. Uh, uh, back from commercial after that, uh, you know, back and forth between Roger Strong, Kingdom, and Cole, we got a hype package of Will Osprey signing, and then they hyped up the fact that AEW is returning to Wembley. All right, Then we got, my opinion, this was at least one of the decent segments of the show. The Patriarchy. Mm -hmm. Christian Cage gets on the mic. He comes down. Says, everyone knows a true champion is gracious in victory and humble in defeat, and we all know this past Sunday didn't go his way. He says that he didn't lose the match. Nick Wayne didn't lose the match. Luchasaurus lost the match, and that's unacceptable to him. Uh, How does he get rid of that stench? Since they're both his children, it's time he's recreated them both in his image. He makes Luchasaurus take a knee and then verbally abuses him until he finally takes it. Then he changes Luchasaurus's name. He says, from here on out, you're going to be known as Kill Switch, which I think might be a DC or a Marvel character somewhere, so I don't wasn't, know.
0: Wasn't, oh, no, Kill Shot was what Swerve was. Yeah. Kill Shot. NMLW or whatever it was, right? Lucha Underground. Kill Shot. Um, yeah. I mean, really good stuff here, obviously from Christian, and it though. popped me when Nick Wayne gets down on a knee right away after all that. And like he's like, "No, you don't ever kneel for another man again." Well, you know, yeah, it was so good, down. it was great. Yeah, that's all great stuff, bro. And then out comes oh, Milf, oh. Milf, Milf Wayne, hot as hell. She like, did not uh, act though. Like,
1: at least they didn't let her talk. I mean, that. But that was fun, you know. So yeah,
0: but she she insults over being a waitress, but uh, And then Edge out of nowhere uh when they were gonna give mom the fucking like mom takes a ref bump and they're gonna give her a concerto after he gets pushed into her and then edge saves and spears Nick Wayne and gives him the education right so good and crowds up yeah like crowds up looking at, at Christian and he's reacting and then the mom's in the corner and then edge goes and takes the chairs and is gonna give fucking concerto to Nick Wayne now. What does he do? Does he give him a concerto? Yup. Yup. <laughs> Fucking drills Nick Wayne with his mom sitting right there. What should have happened? Edge goes. Um, Nick um, Wayne's um. mom crawls over and puts herself over her son and says, Jeez, please okay. don't do it. Da, da, da. Instead, mom just sitting there going, fuck it, hit him. Give my kid brain damage. Like. Yeah. No, Taz it, made some Tats made some good points on the commentary. He was like, "What the yeah. hell is going on here?" Yeah. That's your mom. Help
1: your mom, dude. And then, and yeah. what are you doing, mom? You're just gonna let them? You're just laying there, like?
0: they just let them get fucked up, bro. Like, now normally this is par for the course for AEW, and I can just write it off. Here's where I can't. It's fucking Edging Christian, bro. How is this mistake getting through on guys who are way more in tune than you and I will ever be? Yeah at the highest level like all the rest of it i'm down with i I didn't mind the nick wayne stuff the betrayal the mom the mom bump the fact that edge raised it up show intention the threat of violence is just as important as the violence itself yes i want to the mother's love even though her son's a little bastard come over drape your soul then edge snaps out of it and goes I'm obviously not going to hit his mom. I just saved his mom. Okay. Okay. You're going to get yours motherfucker. You know what I mean? to, To Christian and put it down that way. And, and even then, because he just took a spear and an education you don't need to lay nick wayne out another time we gave it all away in one segment and the end we never should have even done it that way so yeah i don't know it's not for me to criticize edge and christian but holy fuck bro was that a wrong choice
1: like i would have i i look i like the concerto spot and edge does as doesn't do it as frequently as he has in years because it's a heel move right so when he does it like it pops So when he does
0: it it shouldn't be on tv it should be on pay-per-view after we build to it bro right exactly I was,
1: or i was gonna say the mom should have jumped over nick wayne mm-hmm. and then that could have then even been more of a catalyst for christian cage to manipulate nick wayne further we're gonna fight for your mom you see that that piece of shit He fucking concerted your mom yeah, blah dude. blah blah but we didn't even go that route you're right even taz he- was confused what the hell is going
0: on yeah when- dude
1: hits them with the concerto and Excalibur on commentary, trying to like, you know, shore it up and be like, well, edge is just so in his own zone, zone right now. And that, and
0: that shows a big problem that we don't have production meetings because that's our major story. Like, you know what I'm, when I was talking earlier about how we need to do business inside the tournaments, it's stories like this, that, Would cause a finish and a spin out. So the guy who's losing, it might mean more to his story, and the other guy advances in the tournament if we write it the right way at a high level. But we can't even get the finish on this right on the basic level. And we have to. With those two guys in the ring, there's no excuse. And they're not talking to Taz to be like, this is the story we need told and why. And, and they're trying to make it up on the fly. This is our major storyline. This needs to be sat down with production. Here's the shots we need. Here's, and here's what we're doing at the end. Because then maybe someone, Taz, would have gone, brother, shouldn't mom come out and cover Nick? And you just put, the ta- you put it down. And then Edge is like, yeah, that probably would work better. And we'll save that for this. But nobody fucking had that conversation. So, dude, that shit like that leaves me scratching my head. But at the same time, well, not just how am, I, how am I supposed to punch? How am I supposed to go? You know what? That was really stupid. Edging Christian, she never should have got hit, or he never should have got. Hit. Like, <laughs> how do you have that conversation? Well, you know? I
1: mean, you have to like also. I mean, look, we've got someone in the chat room here says, as a mom, instinctively, she should have protected her kid. Not very realistic. My teens can be jerks, but I'd never let someone hit them. So, like, if you've yeah, got the huntress
0: Billy Wolf, the, the reportress Billy Wolf, man, uh, she watches a lot of goddamn wrestling, so she knows when things work and when they don't from a point of view. And it just is mom's instinct. No mom would sit there and be like, Don't hit my son, okay, hit him, fucking whack. Like, <laughs> all right, dude,
1: very ridiculous. Beautiful. Very, Ridiculous. very weird. And what do you think of the name Kill Switch? Do you like them changing the name? I mean, he, his whole gimmick has been Luchasaurus. I thought we were going to get a cane unmasking. Like, if they had done that, I was hoping. Like, when he, I, that's what I thought we were going toward. Like I'm going to pull your mask off and you're going to be Judas, whatever you previously your name was or whatever. But do you like at least the rebranding of Kill Switch?
0: Yeah, I mean, are we gonna get the Kamala? I'm a man. Like, are we gonna fucking do that? Because that what's what does he return to? Like, he goes from Kill Switch to the real him, which is a dinosaur. Like, no, I'm not Kill Switch. I'm really a dinosaur. Like, what the fuck? So, well,
1: you know, he he was previously. You know, I I only remember him from that show Big Brother back in the day. I like I remember he yeah. was on that show as a contestant. So, well, I mean, even in this, guy.
0: it's confusing yeah, I mean, because he gets down on a knee, gets dubbed kill switch. And then he gets in between the mom and Christian. So he is a baby face right there. But in the end, he leaves with the heels to there. So he never should have got up off the knee when mom was in danger. You would have wanted him to. He could have looked and then put his head back down in shame. So we get that build of, when frankenstein's monster chokes out fucking dr frankenstein but here he flipped baby then flipped back heel because a bigger baby face came down doesn't make sense he
1: got the approval from christian cage by saving him so all is well in
0: in the camp of the patriarchy still entertaining but just a, a few fundamentally wrong choices in there
1: uh apparently there's a backstage segment again, right? They were talking about how during the match uh one of the wrestlers pulled out the bucket hat I think it was hook. Yeah, uh, the yeah, they boy- were just talking. Yeah, the about again. Boys are angry and confused about the bucket hat. Anna wants to focus on her. She says she just wants to wrestle. She's tired of everyone else and doesn't know if 2.0 are here to hurt or help her. But tonight she's going to help herself and hurt someone else. Now, I did like that we at least got the re you know. Emergence of Anna, who's probably right coming off of that injury, I, I think, as her, yeah. her first match back, at least on Dynamite. Uh, but this whole
0: click is still weird. Like this, J A. It's all the Jericho Society fallout. They all have
1: They're not doing anything, and it's just weird that they're getting TV time rather than giving it to somebody else, like a Miro or something else that could be built up with characters. And instead, we're just giving these guys who are floundering. It's like. Watching them flounder on TV. No
0: Hobbs. No fucking... Uh, last week, Hobbs got tied to a, the ropes.
1: Right. Where the fuck is Hobbs?
0: No Hobbs. No... uh
1: Let, Let's recap.
0: Hobbs got tied to the ropes. He
1: doesn't get to come back to TV ne- next week. <laughs> Swerve gets his blood spilled everywhere. Hasn't drunken staples, blah, blah, blah. But he's yeah, on as a,
0: as a As a regular match. No Sammy Guevara. No uh fucking... Um, who else? Uh, like anybody that they built, just in and out, in and out. Like you said, Miro, no, no, nothing, bro. Penta one week, no penta the night. Like, whatever. Anna J, fine as a motherfucker. Yeah, That's all fine. that matters. She was
1: good to see. I was happy to see Anna J on TV tonight. Well, let's go into our next match here. A next Continental Classic match from the Gold League. That's all the matches are tonight. They're Gold League matches. This one was Switchblade, Jay White taking on roosh Um, It starts off with both factions, Las Faction and and, of course, uh, the Ass Boys, and come down to the ring, but then they all get ejected, because there's no interference. Everyone's banned from ringside. Uh, But uh, Switchblade does end up clobbering, or getting clobbered in the corner with Rouge, and then he uh, hits a low blow, hits the Blade Runner, and then he
0: picks up the victory.
1: What did you think of the match?
0: Yeah, uh, I knew I was hoping there'd be a heel finish here. So low blow. The end of that, I was down with. Um, both of these guys are like top guys from where they're from, I guess—Japan, UK, or wherever in fucking uh, Mexico. And I feel like they both kind of have a chip on their shoulder where they like they didn't want to do as much business for the other guy. I think Jay White should have been on the sell here a lot more, especially if he's going over with with a low blow heel victory um he did good like frustration and get out early on but then they all started getting their shit in and hitting stuff and kicking out that were like big big moves and then somebody moved on something and then we hit something big that in wwe is the go home and you feel it it was like uh boom oh pow one two three the rhythm is there so they kicked out overbooked it and then went back into forearms again until we got to the heel victory, which is fine to do, you it's know what like, I mean? But
1: it's like I think you have heard you guys discuss this multiple
0: times where
1: they have to finish the sequence. Nope. We this is not, exactly not how not we dude. planned it out in our heads. So we have to do it exactly. Let's not go out on the high note of the crowd. We're not we're not in the moment. We have to like do it exactly as we practice it, perform it, because if we don't do it that way, then we're not going to feel like we didn't execute our craft to perfection.
0: Right. Well, they look at it like uh, climbing a ladder. Like, we got them here, but can we take them higher with another move? You don't need to at certain points, especially in a, a tournament level one. So why are we over, why like are we overbooking and the doing the dips? Yeah. It's
1: at the top of the ladder. And then they
0: try to build another ledge, but fall let, on it. Exactly, dude. You're never going to get them as high as yeah. I, I tell my students, here comes the finish bus. Oh, you know, kicked out. There it goes. You're not going to get, now you, know, you got to work to get them all the way back. And you feel that, man, you can feel where the finish should be. Oh, and they think that they got over with that falsy, but whatever they just did, tiger driver into something else. And like, What else are you going to do to somebody aside, pull out a fucking gun and shoot them to to make it more believable than what you just hit, you know, or you do hit their finish and they kicked out. So now you just buried your finish and your finish don't mean anything anymore. Right. So dragon screw or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I would have liked to see less 50 50 and more rush 80 20 because the heel victory would have meant more with Jay white from underneath to hit him in the balls. Instead, it was just like, I'm a dirty heel. So I do it. Yeah. And didn't mean much. So, y'all. Yeah, uh...
1: Uh, we go to a. I mean, we could just talk about this now. We'll talk about these couple of video packages here. So, for let let's talk about the commercial video package we got back from, which was uh, Ricky Starks and Big Bill attacking Chris Jericho backstage. That being yeah. known as Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega beat the Bucks. So, they now are the quote unquote number one contenders for their championship. Uh, what cool. did you think of this backstage
0: setup? Um, I just kind of happened to look up and see him getting Molly watched with yeah, the right. car, and then he was just crying on the ground. So he's just on the cell.
1: Yeah, it was it was kind of out of nowhere. I just it, it kind of came right back up, and just kind of it just popped on screen. So um, there was also a Wardlow appearance. We this week. What we
0: could have done there is had the Jericho Appreciation Society walk by him and look at him down on the ground while he's down there, and they don't do anything to help him.
1: He's combing his hair, or whatever. Yeah. Um. Yeah, then we had Wardlow. So Wardlow actually got to appear in the arena this week. Uh, he's about to have a backstage interview with Renee. And he's Renee asks him, you know, well, what are you planning on doing to, like, you know, get this guy? Like, MJF, you say you're going to beat him up, she asked a great question. You've been saying this shit for the last six weeks. Like, are you going to do it? What, what are you waiting for? And uh, I do it on my time. Uh, dude, the 12.
0: worst, the worst wrestling Warden trump 12. there is. 12. My time, my time,
1: and then uh, AR Fox comes back and he says, Hey, look, man, I totally understand, like, about you being angry at MJF. I was really angry at Darby, and then uh, Wardlow leaves him laying and then he laughs and he exits the scene. So, I you know, at least Wardlow got to go on the road this week, so good for him, you know, or does he live close to Chicago? I don't know,
0: or is that a rib? Bring him in, why? We're gonna do a 20 second thing with him.
1: Okay. Well, and that way that we can build them up to his next great feud with AR Fox, which will be on Rampage this yeah. Saturday night.
0: Yeah, with well, AR, right? I mean, I'm mm-hmm. glad AR gets time. It's my dude, but fucking, like you just said, man, you you sure you're on TV? That's what we want to be as fucking TV stars, but. <laughs> What am I gonna get? What, what, we'll give you a match next week. Well, oh, okay. And it gets pushed. It gets pushed. We'll get you on here. We'll give you a pre-tape fly out. How many times, how many shows has he flown out for that? He's not on, you know, this just feels, right. I don't know. It feels like uh politics to me.
1: All right. Let's talk about the best segment of the whole show. RJ city and Renee Paquette are on the stage to present the mm-hmm. AEW women's world championship to Tony storm, as it with for an Oscar. It was great. Tony trips on her way up the stage as Mariah May brings her the title belt. Storm says she didn't have anything prepared. Unfolds a speech, thanking uh, Anthony Khan or Antony Khan. And then the wonderful people at Warner Discovery, especially Jeff Warner, whoever trained her, and Hikora Shida. Uh, The women on the locker room, the fans, and the little Tony Storms out there that want to be her. There was a a funny little wrap-up segment um she says it's her spot you will not take it so stay in school maybe learn a trade thank you (laughs) this was great it was awesome well
0: that's passive aggressive at the blonde behind her right like that's what the 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 subtlety is of it or not so subtlety um yeah she tripped on the way up though was that a shoot that she took that was good
1: it was good it it was a good prat
0: fall. yeah it was and it got over um it plays so well on TV in black and white. I thought oh. it was great. I thought she could have pulled another minute in her promo. I thought there was an opportunity for two or three more really good jokes in there that we could have punched it up. And I think to go home instead of learn a trade would have fucking been... I, I could have come up with a couple better things than that. But um, not, not that not not to the highest level we played here but very entertaining the most entertaining thing on the show no doubt um points out a good
1: thing she lost her shoes so maybe she didn't have her chin up and tits out when she was walking up that that is
0: true that is true um good good points there uh i had i know there was controversy because like don stevens is counting three on uh on sunday and like she, you could see the gimmick in her tights or whatever, like it fell out of her ass cheek and went was like on her thigh. So um there was that. But a here's the thing: she don't need the belt. No, <laughs> like like the belt. that, the, a loss for her would have done way more. Oh, like character, yeah. Yeah. But but now that we did, this should have been an even bigger event than what it was. I like the Oscar thing or what have you. But if we're doing that this is where I would have brought back Serena deep. <laughs> I would have brought Serena out to, to almost do the old dirty bastard spot. Uh, you know, from, uh, the Grammys when, uh, Sean Colvin won for Sonny came home or whatever the fuck and, uh, Wu-Tang is for the children. I got me this nice coat. I wouldn't have had Serena do all that, but like, to bring her out. If we've got the, the blonde, we need the Catherine Hepburn. We need the short haired, um, you know, I have not, whatever the fucking, uh, the, the opposite of the, the Meryl Monroe breathless is, you know what I mean? The rigid, um, academic is what the, that, that character is somebody very aviator esque, Um, and we, and to interrupt Tony's big moment, in that old dirty bastard way would have been the inciting incident to bring her back in inside Tony's world in a very uh, different character. So then when we go back to color, she can be herself as well. So I think we, we had an opportunity to interrupt and we missed it by that would have been a good chance to get a heel heat and to give Tony storm a big reaction on who she can work with next.
1: Yeah, they definitely, needed somebody and you know they needed a, i don't know uh they need that polarizing opposite right that uh balance out uh yeah. the maryl Monroe character no that's a good call-out yeah. for sure a couple of things as you mentioned they could have punched up overall it was at least something good on the show that was uh entertaining but yeah man i i would definitely like to have seen i want to see more with tony storm i hope that this isn't the end for her now as the champion, because you know, what's the chase for her? What's the story? What do you go out of this way? How do you turn spin out Tony storm? What would you do Ben? If you have with Tony with the title right now, what are you doing with Tony
0: more movies? More movies. She did silent film. Um, I would do something uh that 1929 uh, end of prohibition. Listening,
1: so we might as well help him.
0: Like, you know, yeah, Tony. yeah. Uh, I would, I would, I'd say she's got three or four more movies to do in black and white um you know something that's a big piece like the uh, choreographed you know the girls in the swimming pool like oh uh, the, the big like something along those lines the material girl where everybody's tipping their top hats and the guys are all in tuxes and and that type of shit um she also needs to have um something that's a a, a gangster film um along those lines and she also needs um like a horror maybe or something uh, yeah like a horror movie type uh, type bit as well and um so that's have something her. where she's really swept off her off her feet have, like uh um gone with the wind
1: i was i was thinking i, I just re-watched uh psycho on the big oh, screen God. just have her be, have yeah. her be norman Bates. just have her do that
0: yeah. right yeah, well, the, yeah, the well, the, yeah, do the, the the Norman Bates shower scene, right? Like something along those lines with yeah, and do a do a knockoff of it absolutely. Um all that shit, all that shit and then if you if you really wanted to and you know Jimbo's right, but I'm just talking in black and white gangster film stuff like that, then we get to it and she could easily do um The scarface, the scarface stuff. Uh, you know, like if we wanna when we really wanna take her seventies and shit like that in in coke level, like right now we're at barbiturates and legalization of alcohol. Let's keep it where it is and and get the most out of it. And you know, that cool jazz club feel, you know what I mean? The old school microphones, uh, all that stuff, dude. And they're just like
1: Whenever we ever have these conversations, there's just so many ideas that pop into my head that they could all the talky
0: stuff, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's all right there for us to take from. Money is
1: on the table. Mm. Um, mm. Following that segment uh, with Tony, uh, we get Sky Blue interrupting the celebration at the end. She makes her entrance, and then we go to break. We come back from break. We get Anna J versus Ruby Soho versus Sky Blue. This match ends uh, when Jay knocked Soho into Parker's arms and then Anna chewed Angelo out over it and then Soraya chewed Ruby out and then Blue hit a super kick and a fireman's carry. So basically, we kind of glossed over this in the 2.0 thing, but they're kind of yeah. setting up this love interest between Angelo Parker and Ruby Soho and they're making it to be some sort of Capulets and Montagues type bullshit where both sides don't want him to date. Is that what I'm gathering
0: yeah or they- <laughs> exactly that, that. It's, that. Exactly, it's it's Hatfields and McCoys it's it's Capulets and Montagues. you're 100% right and I died to be honest with you I don't mind it because they're all no small parts He's doing right? something, yeah yes if you are the story in the match that's all that matters we got all these girls out here with great asses and titties that they paid for they're all sexy everybody wants to bang them fine that's cool, but here's a little story and it only takes one spot of getting bipped off the apron getting caught in locking eyes the best acting we do is when we say nothing at all and that it was good show don't tell it was as juvenile as you want it to be eighth grade we're falling in love but hey it's something you know what i mean and he did a good job with it,
1: it, it i mean it, it it was it was something Oh, somebody asked
0: somebody's asking for it team titties and biceps there you go mm-hmm. uh,
1: titties and biceps i was out there everything was out there they're all having a good time
0: um yeah i, I thought i you know, and might have had one slip but i i wasn't uh quick enough
1: did what's interesting is you know vince Russo always brought up the fact that you know no matter who was on the show if you were on the show you had a story there was always something there so it's frustrating when we see aew when they don't put it all together you know what i mean it's like you have all the elements there and you take if you just like took what you did one week and took what you did last week and put it all together in one show, Mm -hmm. you actually have a pretty good show.
0: That's a, that's a huge problem because, uh, and, and, well, it's not because they actually did the the little thing this week, but like you said, Russo said, everybody needs to. And if you don't, now you're depriving yourself of high level opportunity interactions because a lower level C level storyline that doesn't have high stakes Can be followed, and that's fine. And then when your A storyline has high level stakes and something is happening where both of those are building, they will eventually cross paths. And this is, I've talked about this Venn diagram before. And in that moment where they are not even really related, the C storyline can be a catalyst that sends the A storyline exactly where it needs to go or some interaction in a trade off of as simple as switching costumes in a Scooby-Doo kind of way, right? Can, 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 can make the difference in, in a chase scene where they're both being chased and, oh no, you open the door and this is going on behind there and you get a different peek of what it is. But if we don't develop storylines at every level for every character, we never get those moments to pay off where we see these two trains on the same tracks colliding, and we can't wait to see it. But the players involved have no idea that right around the corner is another train headed for them. Boom! And then that satisfaction of the voyeuristic viewer of those stories watching them collide gives ultimate psychological satisfaction. But if we don't understand that at the most fundamental root level of storytelling, we can never get to that point, and it's a very sad existence, which is why we are where we are yeah uh very sad existence in indeed. Um, <laughs> i don't want to say we're sad on Thanksgiving, but i like sad at the creative level of what could be and what never will be right well let
1: before we get into the main event here something that i thought was interesting and i kind of want to harp on this for just a moment as a video gamer so i don't know if you noticed they you know they were hyping season pass two season past number two of aew fight forever is now available so here's what I find interesting. About a week ago, you know, I watched RGT85, shout out to RGT85 friend of Stevie Richards as well. Uh he did a video review on, you know, just some of the big games that are right now being discounted during Black Friday and the holiday seasons. And come to find out WWE's 2K23 digitally right now is 20 bucks. So I was like, you know what? 20 bucks, I'll buy that. Why not? It'll be if I ever get bored, I'll throw it on the background, I'll have to kill some time. It'll be fun. So I bought it, picked it up. I played it for a couple of days here every now and then. Cool. Got I got, got to thinking last night. I was like, you know what? I wonder if AEW is, is doing anything for Black Friday, right? So I go on, I look around. There's only one store. It's Best Buy. They've dropped the price from $60 to $40. So to me, I feel like they missed out on an opportunity to even discount it even further because their season pass, they're already charging is $30 on top of that. So why not offer the game for $20 digitally And then people will probably buy that $30 season pass and end up spending $50 on the game anyway. It just seems like they're losing out even on the digital side when WWE is going, here's our big game that was $60, $70, and we've dropped it all the way down to $20 for the next week, and AEW can't even pull that off. Where's the person in the game division? Where's Kenny Omega? Where's John Stevens overseeing this? These are supposed to be video gamers, guys. I don't understand. Why is Best Buy the only location? (laughs)
0: <laughs> because WWE doesn't have fucking, uh, Grayson Waller running their video game division like AEW does, right? Like because they have a dedicated marketing team who understands these fucking things and how to upsell and how to capitalize on uh black Friday sales and to have to know what your competition is doing. So you can either parrot it or one up it, you know what I mean? And, uh, uh, but I think the best video game you should have spent your money on is the InfoWars.com, Alex Jones NWO Wars video game for 1776 for America. Yeah. Well, I mean i are turning I, the frogs gay.
1: That's part that's level five,
0: I heard. It should be good. <laughs> it is. Um uh, uh, but yeah, man. Uh, so
1: about it because I was just like, dude, you you guys missed out an opportunity.
0: Why why has nobody brought Alex Jones into pro wrestling, bro?
1: I don't know. Trump got brought into WWE. You think anybody I know, dude. fucking I
0: would have done, yeah. Well, yep.
1: that's what I'm saying, Fox. Uh, AW 5 Forever is 39 bucks on Steam, 40 bucks at Best Buy, but WWE 2K23 is 1997 right now on Xbox. So I'm just saying they miss out on an opportunity to really try and get these people on board over the holiday. Get a brand new game for your kids or whatever. Build brand new fans. This is supposed to be your first year into the space. Take advantage of that fact. WWE's discounting. Well, let's discount ours too, so that way we can go head to head in some sales over the weekend. But nope, we don't. We're not. We're not going to take advantage of that. Heck, even sell the game for fifty and throw the season pass in for free. Then, like, do something. Incentivize your game.
0: Goodness gracious! Thank I couldn't you. agree more.
1: Main events: John Moxley, Mark Briscoe, Continental Classic. I did like this match uh, between Mark Briscoe and John Moxley. Uh, it ended with some big knee cut off being cut off by Mark Moxley hit the blackout and then uh, the underhooks and he went with the Death Rider for the three points. Um, what did you think of the show <laughs> or this episode? I would sorry this match I guess.
0: <laughs> um yeah I do not like this Sam I am again here we are throwing chops and punches chops and punches and forearms chops punches <laughs> forearms so we don't have to work. Now nah, I like I like the way uh, Mark works. You know, whether tough farm boy style, good punches too, and he gets color. So that's kind of ribbed that Mox didn't, <laughs> and he did. But um, this is absolutely a terrible finish on Thanksgiving. Uh, this guy's lost his brother. Everybody understands that that he's out there for the hope of humanity. Of like. We all go through some shit. I'm living through Mark Briscoe. Can he pull off the win over a far bigger name star with WWE? Um, oh, I gotta oh, turkey's interrupt. good. <laughs> yeah, actually, it is. Uh, well, I got to throw something in a second. But you uh, should have gone over in a message of hope uh, for Thanksgiving. Big baby face win. Moxley goes over and they pop and that's all. And that's all she wrote on that. And he dropped him on his head with three DDTs hard every time, bro. So he wasn't even taking care of him how I think he should have. Um, should have acted like he's getting a death rider, reverse out do something, duck one, hook them again, reverse out until you get one on him, And that's what beats him, but he shouldn't have beat him at all, bro. He should have laid down for chicken and done the right thing. And the place would have fucking exploded as, uh, in, in like hope, you know what I mean? Hope that we can get through our toughest times.
1: Yeah, they're definitely, it definitely was interesting. I'll be right back.
0: I'm just going to go turn that off quick.
1: Yeah, no, you, you do that. Um, definitely a weird way for them to go off. Um, the show go off the air. And I see some of you guys are already talking about in the chat room that once again, AEW goes off the air with no cliffhanger. Sometimes they do. I think we mentioned it a couple of weeks ago. They went off the air with, uh, when it, MJF went backstage and saw the acclaim being smashed through the glass. Uh, so, but that's really the only, re- and even that one we criticize because Joe walked through it laughing. Um, so there hasn't been that critical cliffhanger that makes you want to come back and watch this show. Each and every week. In fact, you end up feeling like it was a waste of your time. I'm I don't I don't like to be a hater here. Okay. I really don't because I generally do try to enjoy AEW every week. But I feel like this show itself was just thrown together. It was just like, okay, Thanksgiving's tomorrow. Nobody's gonna be watching anyway. So yeah. fuck it. Throw them out there. We don't need any storylines. We don't need nothing. It's here's a here's a wrestling show that you would you could go see at your local town, but we'll throw it on TV with big. And-
0: and- and now they're doing four four tickets for forty dollars for the oh, end of the yeah.
1: year I mean at, at four tickets bro the,
0: their tickets are half price. what a mortal is
1: as Chris Ams pointed out in the h m g group I mean it's more expensive to go to a Marvel's
0: movies right now for five. absolutely it's more it's like to me I'm a higher I'm a higher paid ticket to come see Hamin. so <laughs> like they can say whatever they want bro like <laughs> you know so It's, it's the lowering prices in the business is the fastest race to the bottom. When you, when you, when you devalue your product. When you got up Ben, I was
1: going over the fact that no cliffhanger, once again, they didn't leave anything to you as the viewer to want to come back. Right. I mean, it's just Mox wins. Okay, cool. We'll see you. Have a good night.
0: Yeah, it should have been. And they do the the bro shake at the end. Like Mox is like, you got my seal of approval. I respect you and your family. It should have been the other way. Brisk goes over, Moxley gets up, not pissed off, goes over, gives him the slow handshake, bro hug, and they both point up to the sky for Jay. And it's a fucking Thanksgiving moment together of family and healing and that wrestling can bring people together. Instead, wild thing, you're an asshole. You got to get your shit in. You got three points. Nobody gives a fuck. It's terrible.
1: Kaz, clipped that one i want to put that one on my board yeah uh, well overall i did not really enjoy this show Ben, did you enjoy the show I'm i of- thought
0: the tournament stuff could have been cool but i'm sitting there i enjoy it because i'm with the smackdown live self-help of course and and it makes it fun for for us hanging out but like again it just tears me down of like okay we got a baby g booker who doesn't understand how to do storyline throughout a tournament to thread up uh, everything. So everybody has stakes. Then we get a little inside love storyline, which feels like something I would have written in DCW to like do that. And it it can turn into the biggest storyline. If you watch Al snow wrestler, he did it with the referee and the top heel chick. Right. And, And it's just a little sidebar thing, but it becomes the most interesting thing. I did the exact same thing with Serena and lumpy Magoo. And it became the top fucking storyline, bro. And it starts off as just a little, everybody wants that in their life. And we have these, but they don't know how to thread these into their story the right way. And then, you know, when we have matches meaningless with a guy who just drank another guy's blood, like it just leaves me shaking my head of just like, uh, okay, I want to grade things at a high school level, but I'm got fourth graders work. You know what I mean? So... Uh, uh,
1: yeah! I just wanted to also point out uh, Aubrey Edwards really probably should keep her hair up and pulled back when she's in the ring because oh, no. of, the length of her hair when she turns to the side maybe it was the weed but it looked like she had a really long beard and I started laughing <laughs> so, pull your hair back girl because side profile it looks like you got a long
0: beard well why should she even have her hair down to start with, she's in an athletic moment. It's not about her with her mane whipping around and everything, you know. So, um, and then uh, the the more of the Nyla caught me warming up like backstage where she's dancing to fucking Prince Nana's theme just to go viral on it, and then and like, oops, you caught me as I walk toward the camera. Like, it's all just this self-serving millennial generation that just has no uh shame and or <laughs> view of how they actually are being perceived it's, it's in reality shame.
1: oh it's the shame because like they have no shame and when you have no shame and the other people who are watching have no shame then there's no there's, there isn't that weird cringe feeling that you no. get like a normal or at least our generation and older generations get where you're just kind of like oh, that's weird like why are you
0: doing that you know yeah like, would... yeah so <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, he's got a vice president position open. So, (laughs) and I know two of them are at home, not really wanting to do much. So that means three. So to me that the real great white sharks that swim could go, Oof. there's a lot of fucking lot to eat for me to eat right here. How do I claim power? So that's interesting to me, uh, to keep an eye on that between now and the end of the year. So.
1: Boom. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we've lit the fuse here on yeah. Thanksgiving. I'm your host in the heat. And I can't beat the guy who's high or the air is dry. Your boy, MSG. Follow me. On my podcast link tr.we slash South Park. You should also follow me on Instagram at Matthew underscore Schaffer. I actually recently won the first round of this monologue contest. And uh, next week begins the final round. Among other people I recorded a new monologue. So you go follow me on, on Twitter, on Instagram, Matthew underscore Schaffer. Give me a vote. When the video comes up, I'll probably message you. So just follow me and I'll message you. Um, yeah, South Park Pod, new episode is out today. Uh, you Have Zero Friends is now available. What happens when Facebook finally reaches the town of South Park and takes over and everybody is excited to use it? But And everybody clout chases. Very relevant to what's going on still today. Everybody clout chasing for clicks and follows and likes. So uh, go check out that. It's available now on all podcast networks. Mr. Ben Hamin, you can, of course, listen to him and all of the other great hosts here on channelattitude.com provided by Hamin Media Group. Ben, what do you got going on for today, tomorrow? What's going on in the world, Hacker
0: Yes. Well, I tried to cross the Rainbow Bridge Duke boy style, but they stopped me. Uh, So y'all infidels, we're back here in the missile silo going to do Cafe Day Renee tonight with Jason Sensation. I'm not sure if that's live or not, but uh, it probably will be over on Renee's channel. So looking forward to hanging with those guys, having some laughs, doing some Vinceisms. Uh, tomorrow I'll be back at it. Ravens dispensaries. I'll have to do the Friday locker room sometime. Uh, and uh, just uh, keeping keeping going, man. Making dreams happen and pushing myself in every way, business wise, and uh, getting ready for my next big match, December second, Crossfire Canada over there in Ontario to, to wrap up the year. So you guys know where it is. To keep it locked right here, but for Black Friday sales, go to. Pro WrestlingTees.com slash Ben Hameen, Cameo.com slash Ben Hameen. I'll cancel Christmas, uh, Thanksgiving leftovers, whatever it is, you guys, and uh, appreciate you hanging out with us on your Thanksgiving, the hominions out there, the digital family. Uh, get your picks in for the Pick'em Challenge for Survivor Series. I may go live uh, depending on how much work I have to do for Survivor Series. So keep an eye here. Uh, well, actually, Twitch.tv/HammyMedia because YouTube will Will CM one.
1: Punk show up?
0: Yeah, we'll we'll see him. Punk show up. It's a Thanksgiving miracle, pal. Uh, <laughs> but for everybody out there, <laughs> uh, uh, where, <laughs> you know what you're having tomorrow? No bread, no water, just meat. That's all he wants. That's all he needs.